Texas. Woo! I'm yeah. so glad. I'm so glad to get a Texan on the show. Besides me, you always are. It feels so good. We got Darren in the studio for two segments. <laughs> we not for all the segments. I'm two not for the, two. I'm not the Texan. Two out of the three. No, we're talking about. You're a prune picker from he, California. He's gonna leave when the tex- other Texan okay. comes in. Uh, and then we got uh, DNA coming on. Yeah. Darren and Andrew. Andrew right. is here. And gonna, like, go we're gonna this. switch. I'm gonna go over and there. Andrew's gonna come here. Yeah, I'm, I'm warming uh, the seat up okay. for him. This show's crazy. It's all over the place. This has been yes. Welcome this to Cross Politic show. on the Fight Lab Feast Network. Good to be with you guys, Pastor Toby Chuck Knox. I'm the Water Boy and Darren Don. Hashtag Don Creative agency. Hashtag donut. Repping the Samaritan Ministries. Oh, all yep. day. I'm in my 11th or 12th year. That's how we roll. Yep. Doing it. That's great. And, and um, donut it. And donut it. And we can't wait to get. We actually leave this Sunday. While the show's airing, we leave. We're going to be in the air. Yeah. It's going to be Aaron. We're going to be in the air on the way to Nashville. <laughs> you guys do that. Yeah. Was that you, good? You guys do that. Like, first year was like you went out two, like two days before. Then the second one, it was like four days before. And now you guys got like 18 days before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah it's <laughs> what's turning into putting in that work. Yeah. Next one, like, yeah, we're leaving six months before. No. It's a whole no, process. No, we're not doing uh, that. My wife ain't tolerating yeah. that one. Yeah. This show's brought to you by Dime Payments. Dime Payments is a Christian owned processing payment business. Every business needs a payment process system. Go to dimepayments.com. Com forward slash FLF. Can someone tell me more about Sign your them? business up. What is this? Well, it's, oh. Instead of Stripe and like PayPal, yeah. payments. Christian and they others. won't cancel you. They won't cancel you. Like Stripe canceled President Trump or like MailChimp canceled the Babylon Bee. Or like, you know, was it uh, PayPal canceled Uncle Gary? Uncle Gary. Uncle Gary. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Once you touch Uncle Gary. Woo! Godfather hey, Gary. You yep. don't touch Unc. You yeah. know what I'm no. saying? So go to DimePayments.com forward slash FLF. At least have a phone call with them and call them up and see if they can help hey, you. Are they going to be at the conference? Yes, they are. So yeah, you, nice. Hey, we'll, we'll introduce you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited no, to meet you, this. You okay. To meet them. Yeah. Okay, look for Darren at the conference. And if you mention us, you actually get a discount on your payment process. You're going to drop a dime on dime. Yeah. There we yeah, go. A quarter of a dime or a million dollars on dime. You know, something like that. As you guys have been following the whole Texas uh, uh, heartbeat bill. Yes, right. You've been following that. We're actually going to talk more about this. We got a guy coming on later in the Michael show Sullivan. from Texas, Michael Sullivan, coming on later uh, to talk a little more about this. But um, I, the fallout has been pretty epic. Well, the, oh, the yeah. big deal was that the Supreme Court declined to do an emergency right. injunction that would right. like put a stay or a hold on it. So mm-hmm. there's this appeal. Um, put an emergency stay because it, it was it was supposed to go in, it went to effect on September first on, yep. on Wednesday, uh-huh. and the Supreme Court by Bare majority, five to four, mm-hmm. uh, declined yeah. um, to, what, to step in. Was that a technicality, though, too? Wasn't some paperwork stuff that didn't get filed properly or the, who the, well, the representation of it? The, the bill is actually brilliant. Really? Do abolitionists act, know this? Well, you know. Because uh, <laughs> they might. Well, Blaine Kanzati was on our show a few yes. weeks ago. He yes. works for uh, Idaho Family Policy, Policy Institute. Alliance, something like that. and um, But he mentioned this about Lubbock, Texas, I think, was the first city to run this, right? Was yep. it Lubbock? That's right, Lubbock, Texas. Um, and uh, you're just over there grinning. Just home, home Texas Tech. Texas. Red Raiders stuff. It's our Red Texas, River. Texas, Texas. <laughs> it's our Red River. <laughs> and they, they ran this play where they um, they – out, I think they outlawed or isn't it was a heartbeat bill in Lubbock, mm-hmm. uh, or they just outlawed it, mm-hmm. and said, but but what they did was unique is they said that um, no city official, and in this case now the Texas, no government official can enforce this law. It's prohibited in the bill. Right. It can only be enforced by private citizens. So citizens suing citizens. Hey, you got abortion. I'm going to sue you. Yeah, and it's a, so it's a civil suit, and um, and it's it's kind of brilliant because. 
Because uh, you'll go after the institutions, not the people. Well, because no, you go after people well, too. Well, well, the courts then ordinarily the taxi cab driver that drove the lady there. Oh, yep, the, the doctor, thing. family member. I mean, you doctors, go after everybody, nurses, anybody Whoa. who's accomplice a part of it. Can sue anybody for damages. Ten thousand each, and it's and the minimum is ten thousand. Yep, minimum. Go yeah. up beyond that, but at least ten thousand. And so, but when they bring that to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court says, "Who are we going to injunct?" Right. I don't know. If that's a verb. I just totally no. It is now. It is Injuncted it. It is for me. Dave, don't And so they're like, "There's nobody doing anything. There's no. There's, the state's not doing anything to anyone. And in fact, the law prohibits them from doing anything." And then they said the only one left is a private citizen who is actually suing someone, and they could only get one private citizen on record at all and he said i'm not planning on suing anyone and that's what that's at least what, yet at least yet that's what the that's what the, so the supreme said. court couldn't enforce anything so they, they just said, pick what, it up. what are we going to stop it's, yep. it, it's sort of like how you're now in the world today we're all scared that someone might just walk on your property and like slip and fall right, right. Yep. and the yep. fear is like they could sue they me you. exactly and if and because we have cases right there yes. and so we're all scared of that so right, yeah. if that were to happen Yes. It, no, it's exactly right. And, and, and it's, it's just interesting. We're going to talk about this in the second segment um, with, with Michael Sullivan. But, yep. um, but it, it really is kind of like this um, taking the litigiousness of our society right. and turning it. Uh, it's on like, the pro-choice, it's like, it's like, on the you know, abortion. All the restaurants right. have to have warnings all over their coffee cups right. because of somebody that burned right. themselves 20 years ago yeah. and got right. sued. You know. right. This just is not going to end well, though. Well, I, I definitely, I definitely have concerns although, about how this can be turned on Christians. Is, for sure. Although, if you ever saw the picture of the woman that got burned, you you might sue too. Oh, okay. I, I would have. I, but you know what though? Her leg. There was, was a real. Yeah. There was a real malfunction there. Yes. There was a real problem there, right. and everybody's like, "Oh, the coffee was." No, no, no. no. You don't understand. It right. was to the point that it destroyed her skin. Yeah. Wow. They should have yeah. repaired what right. they broke with her. Right. And 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 I'm pretty sure abortions were. So this yeah. is good. So, <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Well, no, well, and then the thing is, I mean, so th there can be real harm and there's real solutions to real harm right. and then there's uh taking the over litigiousness of our society and everybody trying right. to make a buck off somebody. Right. Um that's a problem too. So, so right. but but the liberals are running around with their hair on fire. Oh, literally. And and the the literally. Biden administration, <laughs> some of the things that they're talking about, listen to this. You know, years ago, Dwight Eisenhower sent troops to Little Rock, Arkansas to uh, deal with civil rights concerns. Uh, Kennedy sent US marshals to help people get to universities that weren't yet integrated. Uh, why not send troops or US marshals to help women if they're trying to seek an abortion? Or to you know transport them out of the state, uh, unclear if that's even on the table as something that could be considered, uh, but certainly they're going to do it. And oh. Bring troops into Texas so and escort them to get an abortion. But the nice thing is you can sue each troop. Has has wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> Bring them. Yeah, bring, um, bring them all. Bring, bring them all. 10, all thousand. 10, 10, 10, 10 20, 30, yeah. 40, yeah. But, 50. But have I misunderstood the story? So the reason, even though I disagree with kind of, actually there's a lot more to the story than the way he's talking about yep. it. But let's mm -hmm. just say I agree with what he's saying. Because actually what was going on was it was a federal government doesn't have the responsibility to operate in our state. And so... We have a conflict here, but whatever the conflict is, they're not the heroes. And so the troops were put there to deal with the federal government. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's a whole other. But if I remember correctly, though, in this story, wasn't it black people who weren't considered humans and life wasn't considered valuable? Uh -huh. Weren't they the ones trying to figure out how to be treated like everybody else? Yep. 
And that's why the federal troops were there so, on campus. In his narrative of this, the federal troops were there to make sure that they were treated like other humans. That's right. Right. So if if I hadn't thinking about this properly, he's got the story backwards. The troops should be there to make sure that the baby in the womb needs to be treated like a human. Should be treated like a human being that's that the right. rights of the of the constitution, yeah. life, liberty, pursuit of happiness is applied Knox. to the infant. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when people mm-hmm. just start mouthing off stuff and we don't know the true story. Right. First of all, but even in his story it's backwards. Right. Mm-hmm. The person who's the victim in here isn't the woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not who needs protection. But they, but, they, but they've been they've been like freaking out now. Yes. I, I'm hearing reports. I, I I mentioned this on Friday in my news brief, and I've gotten some some feedback, and, and I'm hearing reports from a bunch of people saying, well, a lot of the abortion clinics are like actually still up and running, and, and they're doing stuff. And as I'm hearing mixed reports, some of them are saying they've canceled appointments, and they're not seeing people or sending people away. Our interview also will clarify yeah, some of this. But but yeah. it's it, I'm, so I'm hearing mixed re- reports. It is but, mixed. But there was a bunch of abortion clinics like open to like midnight on Tuesday. Day, and there were abortion doctors posting online saying, I did, you know, 15 or 20 or 30 extra abortions mm. this evening uh, up until the deadline at midnight just to get them in. Because oh, yeah. right. there have been some doctors who are not doing any sur- any uh, uh, murders. I want to make sure I make that clear right. uh, and have limited because they are concerned that so they'll get sued. So there's some making that that argument yeah. or saying that, you know, and, and there were people on, the, on, on Twitter yesterday saying um, or on, on, on Thursday saying that there was. Um, where this one lady said, um, "Where were you today?" Because that's when Roe versus Wade and Wade ended. Mm. Like, like that's the kind of rhetoric they're yeah, using. No, the the leftists are, yeah. And it's like, wait, wait that wait. was the front of Drudge. Wait, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was like in red, like Roe v. Wade's over. Our Roe v. Over. It yeah. was like that was like. Oh, this must be serious now. But like not, someone did something. Let's not act like that. Liberals don't overreact. That's all they that's do. That's true. That's right. all they do. Well, and we know that. That's the irony of what this guy just said. Because however many years later, now it's the liberals who are just doing the opposite. They're just segregating. Oh, that's right. Like uh, now, yeah. Like right. what do you mean? Like that's what? That's all they do now is segregate. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, yeah we need to have our our, our yes. space for our little group. <laughs> right. Right. Well, and also, also don't forget how the civil rights movement continually is getting co opted. Right. Because and and it's and it's a problem because we allow the civil rights movement to be a a government thing in the first place, right. a government solution right. in the first place, and now they're using the civil rights movement for the transgender community, right. and now they're using the civil rights movement for the but you know the murder community I, 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 you know? and for COVID. But I yeah. want, they're running I, the same play. Well, right. that, but th- these are all problems that and and Doug Wilson has been the only person that I know who has been all over this so clearly. And I'm sorry, but I saw this on Twitter, and I think it's so true. If you're not following him and paying attention to what he's talking about uh-huh. right now, you're an idiot, yeah. Pastor Doug. <laughs> I'm going to uh-huh. tell you right now. You you're an yeah. idiot. He's, he's harsh, got his hand. Darren, you better start following. I'm serious. <laughs> Double check that one. <laughs> and I want to say, and a lot of people act like they don't want to be connected to him. Do you know what story you're in right now? Yeah, right. Do you know the situation that we're dealing with? And yeah. you're you're worried about well, how people going to feel about me if I follow Doug Wilson and quote his stuff. Shut up. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grow a backbone. You know, and okay, let me just okay. Uh, that wasn't oh, my point. Oh, my okay. point. Okay. 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 No. But it makes me. Who's this guy again? <laughs> this guy again? <laughs> it just it just drives me nuts. Nas hadn't had all his stuff. I need to have some alcohol calming down a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. no. So no. here's the deal. By alcohol, he he means Dayquil. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what it was. Just there's a little bit in there. <laughs> here's the deal. We had medicinal we, alcohol. We got into this particular problem. 
when we did not handle at the beginning of the nation, we didn't deal with slavery right. Mm-hmm. This is actually this, and Doug has been on this from the beginning, from jump, from jump, and people are missing it. Yep. When we when we uh, ratified the Constitution and uh, and when we decided to uh, declare our freedom and our liberty, yep. we had a massive. Contradiction, inconsistency yeah, yeah. with how we were treating other All people. All men are created equal, and we have slavery. Made in the image of God, yep. and somebody who pointed that out. I gotta break this. This is Frederick This is my. Oh, he's this. not the peanut guy. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Uh, I just want to show Baraka. Thank you so much, and thank your wife for making this for me. This thing is oh, amazing. Oh, that's show. Wow. Oh, wow. Nice show. Thank you so much for that. But here's the di- and so he picked that up. And he, does and he, she do commissions if I wanted one of me like that? You know what? She does, actually. <laughs> She's amazing. One of you like yeah, that? Yeah, and you gift that to people. Here's me. Here's me. <laughs> What's the Frederick yeah. Douglass you know, do? Afro. Hey, <laughs> since you're my mentor, I'll take one of those, Dean. Uh, but here's the deal. So what happened when we didn't do that, we created, and we've talked about this on the show, but I was just looking at Roe v. Wade again, and I was just looking at, at the um, the uh, uh, civil the Civil Rights Act, all these things. They're all connected to what yeah. happened in the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment. We didn't write people who were made in the image of God, who were in the nation, into citizenship in America, nor humanity for the most part. And when we had to ratify the Constitution with the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment, what we did was open up loopholes for the federal government now to walk itself into the states yep. and force them to do things that they should not 100%. be doing, and they yep. didn't have responsibilities to do. Yep, right. And we had to do that because of the mistake we made back here that we really should have repented better of. Yep. So now what does Roe v. Wade come along and do? Pay attention. We have the civil rights movement in 64. Yep. In 74, what do we have? Roe v. Wade, right? 73. 73. 73. Yeah. Roe v. Wade. What is Roe v. Wade pointing to? Civil rights. 14th Amendment. Yep. They are anchoring all the liberties for a woman to go kill her infant child in the womb mm-hmm. based in the 14th Amendment? Yep. yep. And they forced it on all the states? Right. And so the, 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 what's, what we're dealing with is far bigger than just one one issue. This is multifaceted. Yeah. So, but that, yeah. Go ahead. What are you going to say, Pastor? Well, no, I'm, no, 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 I'm going to ask you a question, Pastor. Uh-oh. When, and I, I don't know the answer to this. This just came. I'm curious what you're going to say. When when people come to Christ, in, in your experience, do they go soft at first or do they go hard at first in regards to their sins? Oh, Hard. Okay. I think when they first come to Christ. Right. Yeah. And then why do they start going soft? Hmm. Would would you say? Many many re- I think I think sometimes they start going soft because they just get tired. Right? They get tired of the struggle, tired of the fight, tired of running. Because we Christ. because we because we had a a nation that up until that point mm. in history Slavery was the norm. I think this is so hard in the world. Uh, yeah, in the world. In the world. Yeah. I have a hard time wrapping my head around this. Right. You know. Um, because, Not anymore with abortion. Well, and, <laughs> no, and I think that that's what this gets interesting is, is the history of the world is is a history of slavery. Yeah. Mm. Yep. And then it ends in America. Yeah. Right. And then starts to work backwards I in, the West, into yeah. the rest of the world. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, but it took all of that time get to america now you think that would have been the narrative wow it ends it ends right here right um but that wasn't the narrative and then by the time you get from slavery to abortion christians seem to have gotten soft somehow in regards to how they read 
the world and what was happening. And they, and they saw this as a really nice thing that people could have freedom to do what they wanted with their body. Well, and Christians participate in abortions. Right, well, I, right, sure. And this is why I don't think, okay, a form of slavery ended. Correct. But the fruit of slavery got worse. Right. Yeah. To the point now that we've 100%. killed more black people in 50 years than slavery could have a hope to in do. 200 years in America. Right. Now, I, just, I was just talking to a business owner this morning, and, and something that he kind of touched on was he said, you know, it's really – it's hard to grow your business because you're not really growing your business. You're actually growing, trying to convince people how you can take care of them in every aspect of their life. Mm. He says, which seems like slavery. Like I have a position that yep. needs to be filled. And what the person is asking me is I can show up here. I can do this thing. But if I break my leg skiing, you're paying for that, right? And he's like, well, I mean, I guess maybe there'd be an advantage if I did. That's good for me. He's like, no, no, and my whole family. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. and he said, it's getting really weird, right? Right? Like, yeah. you know, or I was saying, yeah, that is just really weird because you, you're not looking for someone anymore to, to right. make something. You're I'm saying, just your plumber. Right. No. <laughs> how, how do I take care of you and right. your family right. forever? Right. Yeah, everybody's looking for a good pharaoh. But, and but and this, Google, all the, all the big tech, yeah. big corporations are doing this And this, this is stuff. back yeah. to your point about... Doug is the thing that everybody he gets a bad rap for, but is his whole point. The thing that gets him in trouble, I think, is mostly him saying we shouldn't have killed over half a million men to end a, end mm-hmm. slavery. Right. right. The Civil War was a mistake. Right. And it was judgment, and sure. and God brought it and everything. Sure. But but part like how do we get from there to we here? We don't solve problems. We don't solve civil issues by saying. Can we kill 750 million people to win? Right. No. Yeah. Right. No. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work. Which is exactly what the left but, is saying right now when but, it comes to abortion. Yeah. But it's it's always it's a blood it's a it's a bloodletting. Oh. And and this is you know this is um this is deep in our DNA the need for blood, right? Because of guilt. Because we're guilty, there needs to be blood. But the problem right. is the reason why sacrifices have always kind of worked is because there's blood. Right. Now it doesn't take away sin, right. but it makes you sort of you you have this cathartic experience, and you sort yes. of you, you feel like somebody paid for my sins. Right. Yeah, and, and I've said this on the show because I I think I am the most I've, I didn't realize I've been on probably, probably the most yeah. I'm the most yeah. had guest, but from Lean Gerard on, from you yeah, Renan, from Renan you Gerard. Gerard talking about the need for a scapegoat and, and so I was looking at all these different things saying okay I thought the Me Too movement Harvey Weinstein Trump all these things they're going to get okay they someone has to die and then there was George Floyd that's not good yeah. he died but no we, we 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 need the cop to die I kept thinking yeah. okay and then he gets sentenced I thought maybe that was going to relieve the sort of pressure mm-hmm. and then then the COVID hits and now it's like oh now okay this is getting weird now now it's the mask the unmasked now it's the vaccine and now yeah I still don't believe, based on Gerard, the left or the culture, however we want to say we're all participating or not, we have yet to still get the scapegoat, and that scares me. But, and and that's, here's the thing, though, is I think part of the, the, part of the brilliance of, of Gerard in this one key respect is that after the coming of Jesus, it doesn't work anymore. Right. I think right. the coming of Christ has fundamentally changed the world it, in the old ways. Right. Because when God allowed the Old, Tes- the, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant people have sacrifices, yeah. sacrifice kind of worked. Right. Even when they were sacrificing right. to false gods and so on, and right. there was violence and rape and pillage and slavery and all these right. things, but it could kind of hold it together. 
After Jesus, it doesn't work. Right. right. There's no more bloody sacrifice. Right. But there's still this deep instinct in us for blood. Yeah. But right. but but do you feel that they're still looking? They're, oh, they're trying to get uh, something. Which, which is actually why I think the the post millennialist in me. Uh, yeah. I, I, it doesn't mean everything has to go well. We, right. we, we might be heading into a dark age. I don't know. Um, but but the the gospel preacher in me is thinking. You know what though. The hungrier, right, the longer they, it goes, the hungrier and they, don't they get, get for blood. Right yes. now, it can go bad. Right, and some of us might get killed. But all it takes, all it takes, is the preaching of a bloody cross. That's right, right. And, and and they're starving for that. Right, right. they're starving for that. And the and they the, don't know it because the, we agree. You do need you know, blood. You need, you need blood. We're with you. But it happened two thousand years ago, right. and yeah. it paid for all your sins. Amen. But but what happens is when you don't take the substitute that God has provided in his right. son Jesus, then you're always looking for other bloody s- sacrifices. It happened in the Civil War. It happened in Jim Crow. That's it right. happened That's in right. the way we've treated our unborn. It's yeah. happened in the way husbands have treated their wives. That's it's right. happened in the COVID moment. It's happening now in, in all of right. this. Right. And it's waves and waves of this nausea. Right. And you think the thing you need is this, somebody's got to pay for it. This release, yep. yeah. And, right. and, and it creates this, um, this mob mentality, and everybody is out for the scapegoat. Right. Yeah. For, and it's, it's way God made the world. Right. Yes. So, yes. So that when Jesus is lifted up on a cross... The world is drawn to him. Right. Yeah, it's funny that Amen, in totally. a lot of the ways, there's always there's undignified way to do it, and there's dignified ways to do it, right? So right now, abortion is one of the undignified ways. There's other mm-hmm. ways to do it, and some of the other things we see happen in society. But also, that's what sports are trying to do as well. Sure. Oh right? yeah. There's yeah, the huge yeah. worship centers that people come to right. yeah. for that climax to go somewhere, for that for right. that explosion to happen. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. <sighs> yep. It's it's the Colosseum again. But yeah. it, but it doesn't. But work. even that's getting watered down it now, is. right? Like it is. you can't. I like. I'm pretty sure the NFL last week said you can't tackle anymore. Right. Which I, <laughs> right. Which I think to be flag honest football with you, now. Flag I football. think that's going to have an yeah. impact. And no, it, 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 <laughs> meanwhile, you got guys like Kanye. Right. We're talking about we're talking about all Gerard, but what we really mean is all Book of Hebrews. Yeah. That's, that's what that. That's what that is. We all might have Hebrews. to do a cross politic after the show about Donda, Kanye. Donda. <laughs> but right now, Michael Sullivan coming up next, talking about Texas, Gabe's favorite subject. Next on Cross Politic. Cancel culture is real. Cross Politic is on the front lines of this battle with the goal of creating a Christian television network and platform where we can't be canceled, and where content creators will have the freedom to glorify God. Our goal is to create a space for like-minded businesses to thrive on this platform and to reach an audience that will not only buy your products and services, but also support your business when the heat of cancel culture comes your way. We want our platform to help you create an anti-fragile business as we bring together Christians from all over the world to tune in. With millions of downloads a year, access to DirecTV, Xfinity, and social media outlets, we are excited to partner with you. So, if you own a business and believe in this vision, then you need to call me. I'm Garrison Hardy, and I am the business development rep at CrossPolitik and the Fight Laugh Beast Network. We are looking for businesses, large or small, that not only have great products and services, but also understand that the cultural battle that is impacting the business climate here and now. I have a background in marketing, and I'd love to help you advertise your business on CrossPolitik. Give me a call at 208-792-1290 or email me at garrison at fightlaughbeast.com. My name is Jamie Piles. I joined Samaritan in December of 1996, so I'm coming up on 24 years. When people ask me, does it really work? 
I say, oh, it works fantastic. I send my money to somebody every month. But we had a need. My wife uh, was spent a little bit of time in the hospital about three months ago, and so I had, I had a checklist with about 39 names on it, and 39 checks came in. Some of the cards, some of the things people had to say, it was amazing to watch. We got a buddy from Texas he doesn't, on the show. I don't think he understands, Gabe. Yeah, no. If he does, I'm Tex- scared. A Texan always understands what our other Texan is thinking. <laughs> when he says, when he says, ya Yep, yep. <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politics We're on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. This segment is brought to you by one of our all longtime sponsors, Classical Conversations. Yes. Classical Conversations supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical Christ-centered curriculum, local like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries around the world. They train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. And for more information and to get connected to a community near you, go to their website, classicalconversations.com. Come. That's great. Hey, with us today, really grateful, have uh, a graduate of Texas A&M. Go Aggies. Um, All right. Former newspaper reporter, one-time Capitol Hill staffer, think tank vice president, Eagle Scout, Michael Quinn Sullivan. Wow, that's that's great. Deep in the there you heart go. of Texas. Um, he's, my, the publisher, he's the publisher of TexasScorecard.com. Mm-hmm. Um, has his own podcast, Reflections on Life and Liberty, can be found on Twitter, at MQ Sullivan, and on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash MQ Sullivan. Mike, thanks for joining us on Cross Politic. Hey, great to, great to be with you. You know, it's always dangerous when you start talking about being on Twitter and Facebook because, you know, 10 minutes ago I was. I, I don't know if I still am or not. Right. <laughs> That's well, right. After we, this show, we'll yeah. make sure you won't be there so, anymore. So, so Michael. Awesome. <laughs> Michael, how do you drive an Aggie crazy? Uh, there are so many ways I'm anxious <laughs> to hear this one. Yeah, m- most of us don't have enough common sense to be driven crazy. That is oh. a benefit of being an oh. we, we, we can't be driven crazy because you're already there, man. <laughs> well, from, from my experience, you put them in a round room and tell them to go pee in the corner. <laughs> Okay. You know, they did that to me once, and I, uh, it was like three days before I could go to the hospital. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's uh, that's quite the interview right there. That, yeah. Hey, Mike, tell us, what is Texas? Is that a rap? Yeah, is that a rap? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, what is Texas Scorecard all about? Yeah, so we focus on trying to help citizens um, understand what's happening in state and local government. You know, so often uh, we as Christians, we as conservatives, we as citizens, um, we can speak eloquently about the machinations of the prime minister of some country in some other hemisphere, and yet we don't know what's going on in our school board. We don't understand Mm -hmm. the power that the legislature, city council has over us. And so Texas Scorecard exists to help citizens keep score to understand who is and isn't working on their behalf. We want to see self-governance expanded in our country, see more citizens having control of our republic. You know, it's interesting. The last election has opened my eyes to kind of what's going on in Texas. Is is Texas going purple? We in Texas have done a very good job over the last 20-plus years of convincing 
all of you nice people that we are far more conservative as a state uh, than we actually are. Mm. We've mm. been purple for a long time. We, we look good oh. because we compare ourselves to California and Illinois. Yeah. You know, frankly, uh, you know, it, it's a lot like the guy who, uh, who who brags about being the least drunk person in the bar. You know, <laughs> he, he may be able to identify his own truck in the parking lot, but he's not a model of sobriety. Whoa. California <laughs> is drooling. <laughs> California is drooling in the corner, right? Yeah. Um, and and so we like to say in Texas, oh look how great we are. We're not California. That's the wrong measuring stick, you know. Yeah. Uh, and and I would suggest we as Texans have not lived up to our own hype inside the state, like we try to push outside the state. I mean, but does the Texas scorecard really work and hold legislators accountable? And and um and I mean, is informing people really helping? It doesn't seem like it is. Uh, it, it is beginning to help people. You know, I think mm-hmm. that you know, we, we, we make this mistake, I think, a lot, where we, where we confuse where we are with where we're going and where we've been. Uh, you, know, the, uh, you know, the old saying, you know, the journey of a thousand miles starts with two steps. Well, the problem is you take two steps, you don't notice it. You keep taking all the little insignificant steps, and suddenly you're in a bad place. Um, but after that thousand miles, you're a fool if you say, well, how do I get home in two steps? Um, we have to be willing to be dedicated to that long, hard journey if we're going to be successful. What are what are the like? We got a bunch of listeners, you know, tuning in, wondering, okay, you know, if I want to replicate what Texas Scorecard is doing in Texas, what are like the top three things that Texas Scorecard does that's really effective, and where should people start? Yeah, the the, the single most important thing you can do, and, and what we try to do, is help citizens connect with each other, uh, mm. visit with each other, keep each other informed. Um, as citizens, all of us are supposed to be involved intimately in our government. Uh, we're a citizen of participation, a, a nation of participation, not of observation. So we need more folks engaged. But we can't all go to every city council meeting. We can't all go to every uh, school board meeting and county meeting. All the, you know, So we need to work together in community. And so the most important thing you as a citizen can do in your own state, in your own community, um, is make sure that you're, you, you, you are the uncomfortable person who walks up to your friends at the dinner party or after church and says, hey, do you know what the city council is doing? Yeah. Um, we've all been told to shut up about those things. In mm. fact, we need to, need to be speaking louder about them. What's, uh, what's going on in Texas right now that is um, most, I don't know, maybe start with what's most encouraging about what's going on in Texas right now? Well, what, what is most encouraging, this is where I have so much, uh, so much hope for where we could be headed. Um, you see uh, Governor Greg Abbott, who hasn't done much as governor for the last eight years, talks <laughs> Message. Game, doesn't do much, <laughs> but, because, um, but because he has three strong primary opponents uh, coming up in, uh, in the Republican primary in 2022, he has been pushing further and further and further um, on, on big issues such as the heartbeat bill that just took effect on September 1st and has the entire left um, you know, going apoplectic, you know, the death cult of the Democratic Party <laughs> yep. is just going insane at babies' lives being saved. And I would suggest the only reason that's moving is because Greg Abbott is worried about being reelected as governor mm. in 2022. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing sharpens the focus of the mind like a noose around the neck, and right. Greg Abbott is feeling that, that political <laughs> noose right now. Nice. His nice. mind is focused. <laughs> you know, His mind is focused. It's interesting. I, 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 paying attention to the bill and watching what the Supreme Court has said uh, about the, the bill that seems like it's going to go into – 
Well, it's gone into effect. I mean, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, we'll see how it. They yeah, it's enforced or right. not enforced. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But why are the, why are liberal women pulling out their beards over this thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in part because it is rather unique. You know, I've got to give you know a lot of um, accolades to our friends at Texas Right to Life and Texas Eagle Forum. Um, who have been the real drivers on this issue in the Lone Star State, hmm. um, where they created a new, a new kind of enforcement uh, uh, regimen similar to what you see the environmentalists having done in the past, where yeah. it's not state and government actors who are holding um, you know, uh, environmental disasters accountable. It's citizens are getting filed lawsuits. And so in the same way here, it's not the attorney general or district attorneys you know, doing criminal things. It's citizens being able to file civil lawsuits and that's what has them so crazy is we, uh, the pro-life community is literally taking a page out of the left's enforcement of, again, environmental regulations and labor laws and other things uh, to, to now go after um, the murderous, uh, barbaric procedure of abortion. And, and, and they're terrified because either, either we win and babies' lives are saved or we lose and they lose their enforcement mechanism in huge swaths of law. Now, a lot of our abolitionist brothers are saying that it doesn't really, this law hasn't really changed anything. Abortions haven't stopped. Um, practically on the ground, what's going on in relationship to this to this law? Well, look, until we outlaw abortion completely, abortions are going to continue. And then, you know, and then I think we all have to have our big boy pants on and understand that until we do the big boy things and big girl things of outlawing and banning abortion, That's you're still going to have thing. abortion. Yeah. What has happened practically in Texas, though, is Planned Parenthood and Whole Women's Clinic and all these other, um, you know, genocide centers, um, <laughs> all of them have now put out their sign saying, oh, you know, we're not doing the same kind of abortion we used to do. You see Planned Parenthood and whole women's clinics around the state, um, you know, literally turning people away because they're you know, clearly too far along to do an abortion. So there, there has been in just two days lives saved thanks to this, um, thanks to this law. But you know, our abolitionist friends are absolutely right. We, we, we have to get to the point of the state that's willing to say to the Supreme Court, the federal government, not here. Not mm. now, no longer. Until we're willing to do that, it's going to continue. You know, one of the things that, that uh, the reasons anyway that the Supreme Court says that they didn't intervene or engage with this because they couldn't find anybody who was willing to actually act on the law or use it in like sue. So what happens, though, when someone actually says, uh oh, that person had an abortion when they shouldn't have, and I'm bringing a lawsuit against them, the doctor and the person that drove them there? Um <laughs> Will that change how this whole – because right now it feels like a weird kind of standoff until we find somebody who's willing to sue. So what happens when that actually takes place? Yeah, so under uh, the cause of action is in state court. And so, uh, you know, I mean, it's uh, – th this law is going to have a uh, – and, and I'll, I'll, I'll use the, uh, uh, the slimy lawyer language for a second that my lawyer friends like to use. It's going to have a chilling effect on abortion <laughs> for months and years because under you know all these weird crazy um legal precedents um that sit out there because this is a state action uh, the supreme court the you know federal courts all the state courts can then be taken up um federally because these are all private uh, susie homemaker going after billy the butcher 
um, in, you know, as, you know, who works at Planned Parenthood, um, you know, that law is going to be moving up that way, um, or that those lawsuits are going to be moving up that way. It's just going to be years probably before you get to the federal courts, which means, again, lots of babies' lives saved. I'm sorry, could you, uh, we lost your signal just for a second there. Could you just kind of restate that again for me just a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, the, what, what, what is exciting with this law is that because it's all private causes of action, because of legal precedents and all those things. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is the prince and power of the airways. All the airways. causes of action to the state courts. <laughs> because of, uh, laws are all going through the state courts, um, it's going to be a while before it can hit the federal courts for the Supreme Court to take action. That, that's uh, helpful. Okay. That's helpful. So then there's a lot that can happen before the Supreme Court takes place. Uh, in engaging this, but the Planned Parenthood is concerned because it can actually hinder business in the meantime. It is it is it is hindering business right now today because you know, all the folks who stand in front of abortion clinics praying, all the folks who are you know, standing outside, may, you know, maybe taking note of what doctors are walking in, what nurses, what mm. taxi companies are driving up, wow. all those kind of things. Every single one of those people. Are now liable for a uh, for oh. a lawsuit. So, so this wow. is this is like you know I'm thinking about this. So you know, like I mean, I don't know how often this is happening anymore, but you know, you, you know, like all the lawsuits like against McDonald's for having too hot a coffee. Yeah, right. Like this is like turning that kind of, um, I don't know. I mean, I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that trigger happy litigiousness. But right. it's sort of turning that litigious gun back on the murder the, of the unborn. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there's there's. There's something really exciting about it. <laughs> you know what? Exci- well, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, in, in every area of policy, uh, conservatives and Christians all sit and play, you know, by the Duke of Marksbury rules or something. Uh, we don't do enough pressing, pressing forward in new and novel ways the way the left does. Yeah. And I think that, you know, this, this is a good example of being willing to be creative in going and solving a, um, a a policy issue again, rather than you know the, the tired you know let's all wave the white flag of surrender. Let's instead advance, and you know you, you may not win every fight you engage in, but you lose every fight you stay out of. Mm. And that for far too long, uh, pro-lifers have been staying out of fights because we've been told, oh, you might lose that. Yeah, but we might also win it, and mm. we should be willing. Uh, to fight fights and be willing to lose because sometimes you win. I, I get the um, the pro-life movement to me has, I, I think, kind of lost its courage. And so, but this is kind of like I'm, I'm pretty excited what, what's happened in Texas, but I also get the, um, I can see the possibility of all these conservatives being like, yay, we finally got this heartbeat bill passed and the Supreme Court is not taking it up. It's going into effect. And then all of a sudden, them start backpedaling because, uh-oh, we actually crossed a line that is really going to raise some hell between them. We might have to fight. We might oh, have no. to fight, right? <laughs> it's like, we're going to charge the castle. Uh-oh. <laughs> we're charging the castle. <laughs> is that is – that, is that, yeah, I mean, do, do you see that happening in Texas? I – I, you know, you have expressed better than I ever could the fear I have about almost every win we have okay. is that you know our side um, is far too willing on a daily basis to look for any excuse to stay home, any excuse to give mm. up. We've all been conditioned that way. Yeah. Um, we need a lot more boldness. We need a lot more 
uh, you know, manliness, uh, courage, and all those kind of words. Wor- words that we say quietly to each other, we actually need to to mm. live out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and and that's where and I think what you, what you guys do, what we try to do, is try to encourage people to be in the fight. You know, we're, none of us are called to, to be successful. Nowhere in Scripture do I ever see um, now that Michael Quinn Sullivan is supposed to be successful. I see repeatedly that I'm supposed to be faithful. All, all I Amen. am supposed to do is be faithful. Amen. Christ is successful. God is successful. We're supposed to be faithful. Mm. And that you know, we, we confuse that politically and think, oh, well, gosh, I should only do things to be successful so I can bring you know, glory to Jesus' name. You know, Jesus does not need the glory of me passing House Bill 17 or something. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, God calls us to be faithful to him. And yeah. sometimes that means losing. Sometimes that means failing. But that's we mean. should be faithful to him because that's where victory is. I, I, you know, it's funny. Inside of, I was talking to a friend last night. We were arguing about this. And, um, you know, every move that he wants to make or some of my friends want to make are, are checkmate moves. Every move from the beginning of the game, the first move should be a checkmate, checkmate. move. But I, I just know that God's world isn't designed like that. It's not how he's he's done it. Um, Sometimes you just got to move the pawn right. one space. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so sometimes freedom looks like going down a river inside of a, 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 a straw basket. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, 300 years later, yeah, 40 years later, yeah, 80 years Exactly. Right. But I want to ask you, in the game of chess that we're playing right now, as you're talking about being bold, what is the next move outside of this one? Because most people who are cheering this on think this is the move. <laughs> so some of my friends are right. They think this is the checkmate move. Um, but what is the next move outside of this one that you see we probably need to be moving? Texas needs to be doing next. Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously, t- we're talking about on, on the on the pro-life and sticking with pro-life for a second, we now actually need people actually willing to be ready to file those lawsuits. Because if, if time goes by and no mm. lawsuits get filed, you know, suddenly it's that, well, you know, if, if, if it's like my son. If he, if, he, if he understands that we're not going to get mad because he's uh, not tucking in his shirt, mm. then he'll not tuck in his shirt after a while, right? Um, and so you always got to make sure that you are uh, you know, making them aware that this could still happen. Outside of um, outside of abortion, you know, the, you know maybe the, the worst thing that's happening in Texas right now is the coercive uh, transgender movement um, at children um, in Texas. We allow um, uh, allow adults to come in, chemically castrate uh, little boys, uh, perform uh, disfiguring genital surgeries on boys and girls to transition them, oh as goodness. well as puberty blockers and psychological coercion. All these things are allowed to happen in Texas right now, and our governor is refusing to address it. The legislature is refusing to address it. Wow. Um, and, and, and that's something that, you know, we, we can't say that we're a pro-life state if we are, you know, harming children right. um, like this. Mm. Wow. Michael, how can people follow you and keep track of what you're doing there in Texas? Hey, we'd love to have folks check out our website, TexasScorecard.com. We cover you know, all the social stuff we've been talking about, but also uh, tax policy and uh, uh, some of the uh, tort reform issues and things like that. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and Facebook. We'd love to be connecting with folks there. Mm. Hey, Michael, you keep us informed, too. If something comes up that we need to be talking about, brother, we'd love to have you back Especially on. Especially in Idaho. <laughs> hey, we support Texas, too. Thank, <laughs> Thank you for Mike. coming on. More cross politics. You don't want to miss next segment. It's about to get crazy in here. Uh-oh. More cross politic coming up next with Darren Down and Andrew Crappy Show. He's back. Hi, I'm Robert Borton, CEO of Classical Conversations. 
Our most precious commodity is time. No one has ever lied on their deathbed wishing they had spent more time making money. They all wish they had spent more time creating a legacy. Our modern education system steals that legacy, steals that time from our children. That's why I'm passionate about homeschooling. That's why at Classical Conversations we want to give you more time to create that legacy, follow your passions, and glorify God. Visit ClassicalConversations.com for more information. Right there. DNA. The craft donut contest. Oh, do we got, we go. Lots of notes. Do we got questions there? Ready to go. No, we're good. Yep. No, nope. oh, this is great. You there don't we need, go. You don't That's need questions with you guys. <laughs> Just call us DNA. 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 Whoa. Bro. See, that, that we've, right every time we've gotten together, it's yeah, just, this is good. That's why it's been so good. Right. And Welcome should, back and, to Cross Politics on the Fight Laugh East Network. I was about to say, and we should be professional. <laughs> but <laughs> he started the show, so. Yep, yep. With us, we got the DNA. DNA. Here we go. Darren and Andrew. Darren, <laughs> Come to this, everybody. This is, this is, this is Darren Doan. Back yes. again once more. I'm, you know, you know Darren. You all know I'm Darren. I'm here. I love I mean, you all. If you don't you know Darren, what's wrong with He's you He's on people? the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network. Yeah, he does. That's right. Yeah. The Doan cast is now on there. Yeah. I was so yeah. excited to get on it. Finally, and I remember like a week later, I was a little, I was like, hey, Gabe, I just want to, you know, I don't, not that into numbers and stuff. I was like, can you just kind of tell me like, how's it going? Scared, how's it going? He's like, you know, we lost all access to numbers when you showed up. And I was like, <laughs> no, it's true. Somehow we broke our, we broke yeah, our no, and I showed up right when broken. I broke or yeah. I broke it. I like to you think broke I broke it. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll take I, both I've been of those. begging Darren for like four years to join our podcast. I know. And, and then Darren, Darren like ignores me, ignores me, ignores me. And then he calls true. me and he's like, hey, I want to, I want to join your network. I got a good idea. Oh, Okay. Idea. Okay. So when Darren wants to do it, it's, it's like telling Darren, "Sit there." Right? Don't. Let's not do that. Please. Come on, man. That's, not, that's so not nice. Bless the table. Bless my heart. Yep. Bless. And bless Andrew myself. is back already. And Andrew from Red Balloon. Delightful. Red put, Balloon. Put in the code FLF twenty twenty one. You get a discount. Red Balloon. Yeah, yeah. It's not calm because that's communism. It's yeah. dot work. It's dot work. Red dot work. Balloon that's right. dot work. work. And. Yeah. And uh, and you guys are doing something? Yeah, so I play. Yes, yes, we yes, are. We gonna, are. We're, we're here to talk about fight, laugh, feast. I want to say Nashville, but I can't say Nashville. It's Lebanon. 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 It's not Lebanon. Yeah, Lebanon. 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 Kind of like Moscow. Everybody, not in, Moscow. everybody right. in Tennessee will come after you. Okay, great. You say it wrong. Yeah, I know, I know. Right? So, and okay. I know that being a Moscovite or whatever we say here that we don't Moscovidian right yeah so <laughs> no we no. are no I flaked I did not look at the schedule this is on me and I flaked because every time I'd gone whatever I did was always on a Friday right right right, right. Uh, but you guys did it really well this year and you realized make Saturday all the breakouts right yeah. make Swat everyone speak right. yeah yeah right. so I didn't even think about that I'm coaching my son's football right and this year. I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm never gonna miss a game, son. It was just one of those, I'm not gonna miss yeah. a game. Uh, and the only game I missed last year was at Fight Laugh Feast, right? But it right. was, it just seemed doable last year. I don't know why, but sure. this year was like, son, I'm, I'm, and I was like, stakes I are higher though. I mean, I get stakes, it. Stakes, yes. stakes, stakes are a little higher. You're absolutely right for raising families, so I get it. Mm -hmm. You're, you're absolutely right, and just where I'm at with my son right now, and it just yep. felt like, man, I just, I can't. And I, and I was like, I should probably look at the fight lap fee schedule, <laughs> right? And then I looked, and I saw Saturday, and I went. Uh, and I, and I, I, had you, I had you scheduled for a SWAT talk on Saturday. On, yeah, yep. and and yep. I felt, I felt horrible, and I was like. I got to call Gabe and figure this out. And Gabe was yeah. gracious enough to go, well, why don't you do something on Friday? Lunch is open. Host an event. Okay. And, but I was bringing someone. I had someone coming on Saturday. It's going to be a tag team on Saturday. Right. Which I can't talk about, but it's going to be really, really cool. And I was like, oh, man. And then this gentleman here 
we were talking about no he just reached down this is how cool andrew is and i but i think it also just shows how we all need to be doing things yeah i get a text and he says can i help you at all with your talk on saturday like help set up or something and I was like, Did you really be, say that? I, like, I like to work. Like set up chairs? Dot work. Yeah, no, he was literally <laughs> dot work. Like to work. I like to dot work. Is there a dot, red balloon in that dot work? Yeah, okay. I like to dot work. Okay. And, That's and, great. And I was like, I was like, would it help set up? Like, and I was like, why don't you do, I said, well, I'm not doing it now, but I need to do something different on Friday. Would you like to do it with me? And he just said, if you think I can bring value, I'll do it. Yeah. And so I was like, are you kidding me? And so to have the ability for the Doan Creative Agency and Andrew of Red Balloon, which ties in so perfectly with what yeah. I'm all about right that now. Um, that is, I was like, yeah, let's do something. And we just got together yesterday, mm-hmm. brainstormed it out because Gabe said, how can you bring people a ton of value? And so we're going to do a lunch on Friday. Okay. And we'll set the time between like maybe 12 to 1.30 or something. And we're going to take up to 10 people, our business owners. Our, look, maybe you're not a business owner. Maybe you are an entrepreneur. Are, they want to start something? Are you an engine? Well, or let's say you're an engineer and you're thinking about how do I think of myself with yeah. my own skill set okay. to continue my career? Because I think everyone is a small business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It's not just if you have a skill set, you're not just... I mean, you and you're always preach. selling. You're always selling. And you're always selling, right? right? Yeah. So, so to me, it was like, man, if I can sit down with Andrew and if we can do a 90-minute workshop, sit down with people and say, myself and Andrew will look at your business, wow. see what you're doing, insights, thoughts, creative ideas. Wow. I Let's figure how we get you from here to amazing. Wait, so, yeah. so how do you get... From here to amazing. How do you get signed up for that? Wait, wait, wait. I, I, wait, wait. you were thinking the same thing, Gabe. Me How and you come are, come on you now. have not sat down and done this with us? <laughs> I am, you know what? You know what? One I am, million dollars. <laughs> you know what? This whole lunch just got canceled. The rest is going to be. That's it. Us three. That's it. There's no more space. There's no more space. Toby's like, this sounds like fun. I'm, right. I'm, I mean, Knox over here like, yeah. oh, really? We're we're gonna human. Human. You're going to do this. Well, and we're on on your, you're going to go to Tennessee. <laughs> we're on your show right now. I think you guys are proving the point, okay? Yeah. We're, we're coming on your show. Ain't just about a, you know you guys what? are a big deal. But, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we can't get you guys to sit down. Like, like, we want to come on your show and announce something. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you, know, you know, you have my phone number. We want to bring people value. You texted Andrew. We want to bring people value. We want to come on your yeah. show yeah. Okay. and announce that's that. Yeah. For yeah. free. I appreciate that. For yeah. free. Yeah. And, and here's the deal. In Lebanon. In Lebanon. Lebanon. Part of, part of the reason why I'm a little upset is because I know how valuable this is. I know. Because I know the yeah. work that you guys have done. Yeah. And to be able to have the opportunity to sit down with the two of you and uh, have your business or your – here's the thing. When you were talking about earlier about each individual is their own business, I don't think people understand that. I've been trying to for a long time work through the idea of economics, yeah. house law. The value that a family itself brings to yeah. the yeah. economic world has been forgotten. Right. That what their crafts are and their skills are are actually valuable to their neighbor. And they should be producing ways to love their neighbors better. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to sit down with you guys and say, okay, here's what we do. Here's what we have. Yeah. How do I enhance it's that? A, it's kind of like Hell's Kitchen. 
right? Yeah. And one oh, thing, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh. you know, You're cooking food. And, without like, the F-bombs. Getting right, criticized right, right. right there. Well, we'll see. No, we'll <laughs> I was going to say, I give it a second. I Yeah, I mean, Andrew's <laughs> kind of a new man. And it's <laughs> like, so, like, so let me I don't ask. have minders anymore. Right. I, do. Yeah, I, mean, so. I have a show called The Crapshoot. <laughs> right, exactly. So. so let me ask, though. So let's say, let's just let's let's just run a run this a little bit. A, a person is bringing you a business. Let's say that they um, are selling cookies. Yep. All right. Yeah. And so, what? How do you? What are you going to do with that business as you sit down and investigate it? What are the protocols? You call you these cookies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, uh, would you give that to your grandma? Yeah, I mean, are they selling wallets or whatever? How? What is your way of going about kind of investigating the business? What are some of the questions that you guys are going to be asking and working? First through? thing I would tell someone, and this uh, that's why I think this tag team is going to be great. Mm-hmm. First thing I'm going to tell someone if they're selling cookies, are they, are they making wallets? Is you need to start a podcast today, and you need to call every single person that touches your um what's that called andrew everything comes from your uh addressable market yeah like but i'm just saying um supply line supply yeah yeah. yes anyone touching your supply chain Mm. you're gonna call them and invite them on your podcast that no one knows about and you're gonna call a hundred people because someone's gonna say yes Uh and so you begin to build relationships within your own industry by creating something not cold calling Mm. You're actually calling someone to invite them to be on your podcast. Now you're bringing right. them value, but you're building the right relationships. That's just a that's just a baseline. Everyone needs to be doing that. And that's the thing. That's the power of DNA. Yes, as I like to call us as <laughs> yes. like yeah. five minutes ago. Right, Aaron. Yeah, right. We, we branded it DNA. It'd be amazing <laughs> because because layer on that. Right, because what it, like it's all about sales, but also like let's look at the addressable market. Let's look at the supply chain. How do we understand more about your business so we can scale it? What are the limitations to scale? How do you think about hiring? How do you think about taxes, right? That's right. where I'm going to be able to work with Darren, and we're yep. going to hopefully bring some real value to some folks. Wow. Because uh, Darren doesn't know anything about taxes. He's just... I, I was just telling someone the other day that I literally wait. I'm usually two years behind on all, all my taxes, um, and I usually wait for a trip. That's like a five-hour flight, and I grab my checkbook, and I get on the flight, and I get a piece of paper and I go through my checkbook. I have 10 categories. I literally, because it helps me actually assess the business. Andrew's cracking up on this. This is killing me. I am dying inside right now. (laughs) That's a true story. And I I just go through every check in my checkbook and all my credit cards. Once every two years. Yeah. And I just, well, but it gets, it gets, no, I'm on a, I'm two years, it's every year. I'm just two years behind. And um, I'm dying inside. Are are you okay over there, Andrew? And then I just go, right. So, Point being is you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. Every D needs an A. Right. Every D needs an A. <laughs> so, but DNA, that's, yeah. but that, that's it. My point was going to be there's a great feeling when you get done doing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Especially if you do them on time every year. By the way, I saw Andrew one morning. It's a true story. I've never said this to you before. Uh-oh. I saw you one morning. Here we go. I actually had a meeting with Andrew the day after he did taxes one day, <laughs> one oh, year. Yeah. <laughs> look at his face. <laughs> it's and not- I, and it, was, it was a different – I had never seen – because look at Andrew's face right now. I yeah. literally was like, wait, Andrew's kind of a boss. Like he's not going to be th- – and, and he was just like – I was like, wow, that oh, must yeah. have hurt. Whatever happened, Writing that must very have hurt. large checks to, to the, the government, government right. for so, them to do stupid things with is yeah. very, very painful. With somebody who's not in industry or not in business yet or doesn't have a company, opportunities don't look like they're, they're vast right now. Right. And, and with that person, should they, is that one of the people who should come who doesn't have a company? 
Well, I don't know if we're going to talk about what Toby and I are going to do on Friday. Because yes. but that actually is a nice tie-in. Exactly, because yes. Darren, you know, he's got to get home for football. Yep. Speaking yep. of which, both Andrew and Darren are football coaches. We Co- are coincidence. And, uh, right. I and think Logos. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yep. But he's got to fly home. Be for, be there for his son's yep. game. Yep. And so, so you're taking over his SWAT talk. So the guys were like, hey, you know, "What are we going to do?" I'm like, "I'll, right. I'll do something." Because you guys are doing SWAT talks. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing one. Right. I was gonna. I was actually just going to enjoy my Saturday. Here, relax and have lunch. You know. Right. And. But anyways, I said, I'll, I'll grab it. I thought of Andrew. Not even knowing any of his backstory. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> I, almost like we coordinated I, I, it. It was, right. it was like there was a higher power at work. Almost. And um, so I, I grabbed Andrew a few days ago and said, hey, why don't we do something on, I don't know, business or something. It, it, you know, I'll, I'll be. CEO. Is it a CEO something? Is there a name for it? No. We, well, no. We're, we're, we're thinking about the theme of, of creation and creators right. that were made in the mm. image of the creator. And so we're all makers. We're all creators. That's why we want to start a business. So I want to talk through, like, how do you start a business? How do you think about it? Because a job started as a job half done, right? Mm. And it's always this overwhelming, like, oh, like starting a business, LLCs. Yeah. S-Corps, like what in what the world, do? all those things, right. right? But the reality is there's so much opportunity for work, there dot work, there out is. there right now, yeah. Yeah. That, but, but you got to grab it. And a lot of that looks like starting a business. And so right. how do we talk about not only the, the mechanism of starting a business, but also the theology of starting a business, right? right. Because we're just mini creators. Yeah. following our great creator. Right. Yeah. That's why we want to create things. That's why right. we want to make things. Right. And so let's talk about how to start a business right. and how so, to make it happen. So we're the brand new SWAT talk that didn't make it into the schedule, right. but, no. but we're happening. Which sounds way more valuable, so to be honest. We got this kind of entry-level things that we have going on as well at the conference, and you guys are dealing with people who are in business, but what about people who are at the top or high scale? So let's say you work with big brands, You've been yeah. a big brand. Like, wh- what are some of the things that businesses at the top don't do very well? That, and one of the reasons they need to come and listen to you guys at, at the luncheon. Well, I'm going to hit something for Darren okay. here because the reality is that we're in one of the tightest labor markets ever. There you go. And people cannot find talent. I was talking to a construction guy yesterday. He is offering twenty eight fifty an hour for entry level no skill jobs. Oh my! And goodness. cannot get anyone. Can't find anybody. Cannot get anyone. Did you say entry level? Entry like he's like if you had a little experience it'd be nice, but whatever like twenty eight fifty. Will they hour. hire someone from Cross Baltic? <laughs> Why why are you looking at me? (laughs) So anyway, the point is (laughs) uh, you need to, as an employer, you need to have a brand for your employees you already have because they're getting recruited by everybody. Have a brand. What do you mean by that? You need to have an employment brand because if your only lever for keeping people is money, Mm, you're going to be outbid. That's right. 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 And And then you find yourself in that weird situation if you sell stuff for a living are, are you just the cheapest? Right. It works both ways, right? right. Like, okay, right. well, we make coffee mugs. Well, what's, what about it? Well, we're cheaper. Yeah. If you're always cheaper, that's going to, you're, you're going to get. China will beat you. Yes. It's, yeah. Right. And the same with hiring. It works the same way. Right. right? Yeah. It's you, if you're just offering money and everyone can offer money, then you're, you're going to get outbid. But yeah, the reason why so, this is important is because companies for the longest time have tried to remain neutral. Right. In, right. in the business world. And they don't create a culture for their employees. You know, it's like, just lean into your Christian faith. We're a Christian company. This is just who we are. Of course, we hire non-Christians, but this is just who we are as a company. You're going to be more likely to to retain good talent because you're building an actual culture that people can kind of hang on to at that company. So when you say branding, though, you're talking about loyalty. 
Loyal. You're talking well, yeah, about absolutely. personal relationships. This goes back to your point about starting the podcast. Know the people. Talk to them. Branding is reputation. Is, I, I, I would always encourage people. There's a lot of ways in which people define this stuff, even marketing and advertising, all that. When I say branding, I mean reputation. The Bible is pretty clear how much reputation is worth. Yeah. It's worth more than everything. Cool. Yeah. So that and you're like, well, I don't have a reputation. I'm just starting my business. Well, then you're going to communicate your business from day one because right. that's how you build your reputation. Because yep. on day two, you got a reputation. And reputation a, is built out of personal relationships yes. and loyalty. Yes. Yeah, uh, and you need to be intentional about it, right? right. It doesn't just happen. Well, it does right. just happen, but yeah. you yeah. have a bad one. Something's going to happen. Right. Something's going to happen. It's like we're all dads. We're either good dads or bad right. dads. That's but right. we're dads exactly. no matter what. Exactly. Right. right. And, so that, and so that's what we're going to do. We're going to say, hey, we're capping this at 10 if you're a business owner, if you're a creator, if you're an entrepreneur, we got 10 so, spots Seriously, how do I get on the spots? No, I'm, you're yeah, gonna, well, we, we didn't think about that. For some reason, I thought there was going to be maybe. So it's going to be me. So email <laughs> me if you want one of those spots. Doan at gmail.com. That's D-A-R-R-E-N-D-O-A-N-E at gmail.com. Email me. I will look at it. If you seem super, super weird and sketchy, I'm not. Emailing you back, Gabe. You're not going. Um, so we're out, huh? Yeah, we're out. We're out. Explain your business, what you're looking for. You know, just let me know who you are. I'll run up by Andrew, and we're going to pick ten people. Or if it's only three people, then guess what? Those three people are going to get all of our time, and it's going to wow. bring a ton of value. Lunch with Darren. Yeah, we're and paying Andrew, for the whole thing. And we're, we're paying, paying for, for lunch. the whole thing. And you're yeah. paying for and so lunch. That's, that's on Friday. That's, that's on Friday. On Friday. And basically, yes. you got about. From eleven forty-five to about one fifteen, so you got a we good hour and a half. We, we can get some work done. And, and then Andrew and I will be doing a SWAT talk. Is it at one p.m.? I think is the third on, third on session. Saturday yep. SWAT yep. talk yep. on Saturday, so talking much. about making, creating in the image of our Creator God. That's it. That's so much. This is so, so many reasons to be at the Darren conference. Well, this at is one of the things we'll put on the screen too. Um, one of the things that I'm excited about is because we we want this stuff happening at our conference. That's right. right. We That's want right. businesses flourishing. We want yep. to encourage. And, and by the way, this and, kind and, of and, economic. And, and here, I'll stop the music. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. This is happening too. <laughs> My podcast just being on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Yeah. I'm already making money on new clients. Mm. Mm. Wow. How much of that? We, how much? Yeah, yeah no, we're talking about that. We'll talk there. I have to finish my taxes. When I finish my taxes, okay. I'll say, yeah. So we got two years. So we got two, two years. It will be there. But that's how powerful this network is and yeah. just communicating. Wow. Yeah. Thank I appreciate you. both of you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, DNA. Nice to see you always. Hit us up. We want to see you. Mm, if you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, go baptize them until next week. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight. Laugh and feast. See you in Lebanon, Tennessee. Yeah. 9th through 11th. Yahoo. This is Cross Politic. Do you know where you're going to be at September 9th through 11th? I do. You're going to be in Lebanon, Tennessee at the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference on the politics of sex. Okay. All right. Well, do you know why you're going to be in Lebanon, Tennessee at the politics of sex conference? I just Country music center Mm -hmm. of the world. No, Uh, no, because if we don't get God's design ordered rightly in our lives, you know, male, female, Family, marriage, culture, yeah. marriage, you know, the, the politics of sex, what yeah. we're talking about. If we don't get uh, this right, well, we're going to get what we got right here, right now, in this culture, which is hell-bent on destroying itself. Yeah, you know right. why else you're going to go? Why? Vody's going to be there. Hey! David Bonson, Pastor Doug Wilson. Yes. You guys going to be there? I'm going to yes. be there. Uncle Gary's going to be there. C.R. Wiley's going to be there. Ben Merkel's going to be there. Everybody, she That's more than Fab Five. <laughs> 
We got SWAT talks all day Saturday. I mean, everybody from the Fight Life East Network's going to be there. Oh, and I'm looking forward to the psalm singing, the ruckus psalm singing, and the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. Whoa. No? We're not doing that? No, no, no. We're not, not doing it. Next conference. Go to FLFnetwork.com, <laughs> click on events, and register now. There's also a link down in the show notes. Just go down there, scroll down, find it. It's right around there somewhere. Okay. What if we have a translator for the tongues? No! Okay. 